The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I'll tell you, Maisa, you know, one of the, uh, the great tzaddikim was, his name was Rav Yitzchak Varker, the great tzaddikim. He was known for his Abbas Yisrael and his just like overflowing kind heart. That's what he was known for. And so the story goes that it was once an Arab Shabbos and there's an, he's home with his Rebetzin getting ready for Shabbos and there's a knock at the door. And the Rebison goes to answer the door, and it's a beggar. It's a poor person, but it's not a Jewish poor person. It's a non-Jewish, uh, a non-Jewish person who's begging, who's who's poor. And it's interesting. Usually, when when uh, nani, when a poor person comes, they ask for for money, or they don't ask anything specific. So you can give money. But this in this case, this beggar asked for something specific. He said he said that he he wants some challah. He always you know maybe he was a little bit off to begin with. But he said that he's hungry, and instead of just having any food, he knows that it's before it's before Shabbos, and and every Jewish home has challah. He had it once before; it was delicious. So he's asking for bread, but specifically challah. Okay, that's what this person is asking for. So the Rebbetzin is thinking to herself: Listen, if this was a, a Jewish beggar, then it would be that, without a question, but uh, a non-Jew. So she goes to the kitchen to see what she has, and she realizes that all she has are just the two challahs. That she prepared for uh, for that meal for Friday night, Shabbos day. The Rebbe was going to be having a tish by the shul, so they didn't have challahs at home for that. So all they had were the two challahs for the house. And the halach is even if even if the the Rebbe decided to cut a piece, you know, and and, and the halach is by Shabbos you have to have two whole challahs, two whole loaves in order to uh, fulfill the mitzvah of lecha mishnah. So she wasn't sure what to do. So. She was going to go back to the person and say, listen, you know, I apologize, we don't have any challahs here. And uh, she'll give some money instead. Rabbi Yisrael in the meantime, is in the other room, hears this conversation and realizes what's happening. So he goes over to the rabbis and he says to his wife, it's okay, you could give him a challah. You could, he said you could cut, cut the challah in half and give him half of it. No blood will come from it. In other words, you cut the challah, it's not going to bleed. No blood is going to come from it, it's okay. You could give, her, give, uh, give this guy half a challah, it's fine. Okay, that's the rabbis said. That's what the Rebetzin did. She cut the challah in half, gave this person half a challah, and that's it. That was the end of that part of the story. Okay. Weeks go by, months go by, years go by. That was the story. Fine. Happens to be years later, Rabbi Yitzchak is traveling, and he was traveling with a, a group of, a small group of chassidim going to a particular location. And, you know, those days, especially that part of the world, traveling was extremely dangerous, and you would have bandits, you would have gangsters just, you know, sort of kidnapping people, unfortunately, uh, in the highway and ransoming them to their communities to, uh, to, to, for money. And so, you know, this is what happened. Yitzchel uh, is traveling with a group of Hasidim and they're attacked on the highway by this group of, of gangsters, of thugs, of, of bandits. And uh, they're all tied up and they're brought to the leader of the gang to then be sold for ransom to the Jewish community, which uh, they knew that the Yidin are going to pay any money for any yid, especially someone that looks like a rabbinic figure. And so they bring all the chassidim, especially and the Varka himself, into the room for the, with the head gangster. And once the head gangster is standing there and sees Rabbi Yitzchak Varka, he says immediately, let them go. Let them go. What happened? So Rabbi Yitzchak Varka noticed this person, this head gangster, and, and, and after looking at him for a second, remembered that this was that poor beggar that years before came to his house and asked for some challah, and his wife cut the challah in half and gave him half a challah. That eventually, I guess, you know, uh, eventually became the head of this gang. 
And so by seeing Vark, Rabbi Slavark, he said, and he told his, his, his Hever over there, he said, this Jew, he saved my life when I, when I needed saving, so we're going to let him go as well. So Rabbi Slavark and his Hasidim continue on their way. By the time they get back home, so Rizal Varka turns to his Rebetzin and they tell the mice what happened. So he, he says to his Rebetzin, he says to his Rebetzin, remember years ago, there was a, there was a case of where someone came to the door in Erev Shabbos, a non-Jew, and he had a funny request, he asked for challah, and you weren't sure what to do. And I said, I said, listen, cut the challah and ask, no blood is going to come from it. So Rizal Varka said to his Rebetzin, he said, listen, even when I said that, I meant it as like a, like a joke, like he cut it, it's not going to bleed. But even, my, even me, I didn't know what I meant. But it turns out that the words that came out of my mouth were takachu. No blood will come from it. Because of this act of cutting the chal and giving it to that, uh, that, uh, nebuch, non-Jew, that poor person, no blood, no damage, no, uh, no chasashom, uh, you know, uh, danger is going to come because of that particular maisa. So there's so many things you can take from that. I mean, first of all, just the kindness and the good-heartedness of Rizal Varker, not just to a poor person, but to a poor non-Jewish person, and to the, to, to the extent that he sacrificed his Lacha Mishnah for that. And also you see how the Rabbanishim always plant seeds, you know? You don't know what, what Yeshua a person needs years later. But the Rabbanishim gives you an opportunity to do chesed, to do a mitzvah right now. And so even if you don't immediately see the payers, you don't see the, the fruit, you don't see how this act of chesed is going to save you one day or, or change your life, we have to be talking in Amuna that we plant seeds, we plant Sadak, we plant Chesed, Yeshua's Yeshua's come. Might be later, might be years later, we might realize to put the dots together, like in this story, we might not realize it. But to believe that every act of Chesed we do is planting seeds that eventually comes and produces the Paris of Yeshua. Hashem should bless us that this week should be a week of Yeshua's. We should all be able to be in the position of giving and helping other Yidin. We should be to have a week full of Shafa, Brachan, Atzlacha. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.